You're listening to a podcast from Victory. A leader's downfall begins when he exalts himself rather than exalting God. Discover the truth behind the statement in week two of Rise and Fall. We want to welcome you to our leadership series. At the end of the series, our goal is that we will have a picture of what a leader should be and eventually we become that kind of leader worth exemplifying or emulating as well. And thus, in the coming weeks, we'll talk about uh, really the life of King David. How many of you are familiar with King David? Okay, King Solomon and King Hezekiah. And thus, I am uh, excited for what the Lord has in store for all of us. Good? Are you happy today? You don't have a choice but to be happy, okay? So enjoy this moment and thus... uh, uh, we're going to make this quick because a lot of us here are eager to really end our day and start our week. And I hope that uh, you'll have uh, something to really ponder upon as we uh, finish this gathering. So I want us to stand at our feet right now. Would you mind? Okay, can we just move a little bit so the blood in our body uh, can circulate? Um, and I want you right now to pick a, a person, a partner. I have a simple question here. Okay, it's a mathematical problem. Okay, grab a partner right now. Okay, again, pick person A and person B. We will start with person A. Oh, I know that uh, uh, you're familiar with my approach. Okay, are we done? If you don't have a partner, raise your hand. Okay, if you don't have a partner, raise your hand. Okay, guard, guard. <laughs> okay, you just want to make you smile. The question is, what kind of leader are you looking for? Okay, person A, one minute each. What kind of leader are you looking for? If you're done, you can take your seats. Good? Please don't explain your presidentials, okay? <laughs> don't use this venue to, okay, endorse your candidate. Done? You can take your seats right now. We know that uh, the coming election is fast approaching, and a lot of you here are fighting for someone, and you've gone out of your way to vouch and endorse your presidentials and i know that you're eager and i don't know why is it in our blood that we will fight to the teeth whoever we would want to vouch for and thus i'm excited because every time that i would uh, start my day and would check my facebook account sino pong merong facebook account dito okay sinong walang facebook account uh, and and because of that i i'm really eager to check and and know the views of people and i just can't help but people who just go out of their way and thus uh this series is more than just uh, uh the upcoming election we will talk about leadership and thus the question and the concerns that we have here is that we would want to look for somebody that would lead us that has the character and the virtue and thus i believe with all my heart that these things are Uh, true and uh, important because it is uh, a must that we have already uh, certain uh, characteristics of people that we would want to follow. Am I correct? The question you need to ask yourself after this question is, am I the leader I'm looking for? Do you understand this? Because there's a tendency for us to always look for somebody that would lead us that we want someone to be almost perfect in order for that person to be looked up to. But the question that we need to ask ourselves, am I that person that I am looking for? Because at the end of the day, for us to see a better country, a better Philippines, a better company or organization or a family, it, it, it is not just dependent on one person for the next six months. Do you understand this? It is dependent on people like us. And if you do understand that more than just the call of God for whoever will lead this nation, is that more than his uh, really 
uh, leadership is that God wants to take us in and remind us that we have rules to play. And thus, I want to really read a what? A passage in the Bible, part of my introduction of uh, a story similar to our uh, heart's cry today. The passage that we are about to read is a story of the Israelites clamoring to have a leader similar to our cry today. And this is really, in fact, the background of uh, our main text. But in order for us to understand, okay, what we're up to, I want us to really look back and read this passage in order for us to have a grasp of what we will talk about this morning. In First Samuel chapter 8, verse 4 to 5, in verse 4, Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. And said to him, Behold, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations. Appoint to us. Give us a leader. But the thing displeased Samuel. When they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all that they say. For they have not rejected you. But they have rejected me from being king over them. And the concern of God is that I am always available for you and have been with you every step of the way. Why do you want a king for yourselves? Because I am always here for you. Isn't that an insult to God? That if there's somebody, and if you're married right now, your wife, your husband is always available, uh, available for you. And, and why bother look for somebody to satisfy the longings of your heart? And this is what God is uh, really uh, asking them to uh, probably consider and thus because of the probably the tension and the need for a leader they opted to just go for what they want and this is please Samuel and it is a sign of rejecting God according to all the deeds that they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt God was reminding Samuel even to this day forsaking me and serving other gods so they are also doing it to you now then, obey their voice, only you shall solemnly warn them. Begin mo sila ng babala, and warn them, and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. If you choose not to adhere to what I want, and you're asking for another king, this is the warning that I'm about to give you. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking for a king from him. He said, this will be the ways of the king who will reign over, over you. He said, this will be the ways. And in verse 12, and he will appoint for himself commanders of thousands and fifties and some to plow his ground and reap his harvest. He will take, if you choose to have a king for yourselves, he will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchards and give them to his servants. Do you still want a king? Of course, if you look at the whole story, they just want a king for themselves. But the deal is, he will take the tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. He will take your male servants and female servants and the best of your young men and your donkeys. And in that day you will cry out because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refuse to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, no! <laughs> but there shall be a king over us. And the Lord said to Samuel, Obey their voice and make them a king. And they anointed a man to lead their country. God was not for it. But if you persist and insist that you want a king for your, 
yourselves other than the king of the heaven and the earth. God wants to at times gravitate toward decisions because he wants us to what? Learn from our decisions. And a lot of us at times and most of us can really relate to how we go about life. That we know that God is in control of our lives, that He's the author and perfecter of our lives. But at times we cut corners because we don't trust the ways of God. We choose our own ways. That the king of my life is no other than myself. And some of you here, you trust in a lot of things that probably you think is right and proper. But you know in your heart that if you choose these things, you would what? You would eventually leave God out of the picture. And how many of you here are guilty? There are times we choose our own ways and our own devices. And we come to a place wherein God is no way out and, 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 and no way uh, or, or, or not even in the picture of, of how things are done. And because we choose our own ways, we are guaranteed of what? Of destruction. And this is what in fact is happening to people in Israel and not just uh, the people in Israel. But you, if you look at the story in the Old Testament, this was really the routine. And this is why they don't have a choice. They anointed Saul as their king. Saul, a handsome young man. Look at the person on your left. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> there was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. Okay? From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. He has the looks, the image, and the face. He is their poster boy. And I can also, okay, help. But in a way common, but I realize in my own devices, in my own understanding, I would rather opt for somebody who has the looks like Pastor Chico. Huh. By faith. Do you understand that? In Jesus' name. And this is why Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Has not the Lord anointed you to be the prince over his people Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And I realized that, okay, they did not even go through the process of election. The Lord handpicked him, and you Samuel to anoint Saul. And I was asking myself, why is this so? Because I know that if you look at the whole story, okay, this was the beginning of what? Saul's downfall. And I have the same question in this coming election. Lord, whoever will win, I just can't really at times help but react to situations and to the comments of people. What if this person wins? What will happen to our country? And I realize that I'm so focused with the coming election and I'm not familiar that God is still in control. At the end of the day, people like us was a relationship with God that we have a sovereign God. Say the word sovereign. sovereign. The word sovereign is that God is in control before, during, after the election. So no matter what will happen in this country, God is in control. I mean, I appreciate our worship team. Can we give them a hand? By the way, I'm part of that, okay? And, and I appreciate them. But, but during our worship time, I, I know it was glorious, but I was, I was so emotional, not because I was moved with the songs and, and what we're doing here, but more than that, I, I just can't help. But people are moving to different countries. I don't have anything against that. I have relatives, roughly about 80, 90% of my relatives are in the U.S., so every quarter, my mother-in-law would send balik and boxes, and, and I love my mother-in-law. Do you understand? <laughs> and she loves me in return. And, and, and the reason why I'm saying that, I, 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 I've been invited, okay, a lot of times to move because there's a, a ministry there, there's another church, I can be a pastor, but that's not the point. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you're new to Victory Alabang or not, 
I want you to hear this loud and clear. We will have a better Philippines someday. So I was crying. Not because probably the worship song. I love that. I love singing. But I'm asking myself, Lord, just give me another 30, 40, 50 years. I want to serve this country. Whether okay, in the ministry or in the secular world. I don't know what the future holds for me. But I want to serve this country. Amen. Amen. So some of you here, I, I, I will pray for you. That God will bless you as you move to another country. I have nothing against it. I love you. But I, I hope you don't understand. That someday we will have a great economy. That the inventions okay, handed to the government will be supported by them. And I have a friend who's part of our church, faithfully serving our ministry, who has invented a car that floats in the water. Not under, on. <laughs> okay? And this can decongest the traffic in EDSA because they can use the Iluk Pasig to be one of the best entry point or, 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 or really uh, they can use it as, as a means to move people from point to point. I'm asking myself, Lord, these are the things that are sidelined and are overlooked and never and are never really uh, uh, receiving any support from the government. I'm not blaming our government, but I'm telling you right now, Filipinos are are intelligent. Amen. Amen. They're resilient. We have what it takes to be a first world country. Amen. Amen. And this is why as a minister, more than just vouching for a government official, we want you to grow in character. We want you to trust God. This is what we need at this very hour. The more than just, okay, this message is that God is sovereign. And Saul started, okay, with God. He brought the tribe of Benjamin near by its clans. And the clan of Matrites was taken by Lot. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken by Lot. But when they sought him, he could not be found. This was a story of, uh, of, of, of uh, really Saul. So they inquired again of the Lord. Is there a man still to come? They were asking the question. Is there somebody that you're sending? And the Lord said, behold, he has seated himself among the, the luggages or the baggage. Okay? But, 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 but. This was the, the story. Then they ran and took him from there. And when they stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders. If you take a closer look, Saul was a great man anointed by God, handpicked by God. Because God is sovereign. He knows what he's up to. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? There is none like him among all the people. And all the people shouted, Long live the king. But some worthless fellow said, How can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present. But he held his peace. Isn't that amazing? That you have already reached the pinnacle of success and authority. And you're the king of the land and people are against you. But you choose to what? To live in peace. And this is the kind of leader that he is. And this is why. Okay? We've entitled our series Rise and Fall because we see and we, we can see up close and personal how God has elevated a man that he has anointed. And if you choose to really follow God and adhere to the ways of God, he will be with you every step of the way. And if you're here right now fighting for your way into a uh, uh, promotion and you want to be a leader of your company, you want to be a supervisor, and I'm telling you right now, if you do it God's way, everything will work out fine. This is what's happening right here. That Saul with Samuel did it God's way. And this is why I am thankful that we can glean in these uh, passages so that we can learn. And more than just using this as a reference on how to pick a leader. 
is that we will reflect upon ourselves that we are also leaders of the day. And then the people said to Samuel, who is it that said, shall Saul reign over us? Bring the man. This was an account where the people was asking what? Saul, can you help us? Can you intervene? This was his first what? Exposure to war. And you know what happened right here? Saul, in this account, in 1 Samuel, then the people said to Samuel, who is it that said, shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men that we may put them to death. But Saul said, not a man shall be put to death this day. For the day the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. People are asking him for, uh, uh, for help. And, and another uh, 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 region is asking him for help. And he, he came into their uh, aid and uh, they, they, he facilitated peace in the land. And, and he was, he had, he was uh, uh, really stepping up into a, 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 a leadership uh, level wherein we know that God was his partner. And in his promotion and in his uh, uh, really journey towards being the leader of Israel. And just like any of us here. That when we're exposed, given a chance to serve. That if we have God by our side, we will not falter nor, 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 nor fail. And this is the picture of how Saul started and how he began. That when he was anointed uh, 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 by Samuel and, and he, he uh, served the Lord and, and he was tasked to, to accomplish a, a mission. He was a man who, who would simply uh, say, not a man shall be put to death this day for the day the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. He was keen on what God is up to. And this is my prayer for all of us. More than just uh, how we, we react to situations that we, we uh, use uh, uh, all these uh, venues from social media to text messaging to express what we feel. Do you have the same tenacity to pray for our country? Because vouching for your presidentials can be pretty emotional. That you get into personal uh, discussions and, and, and I know how, how willing you are. Okay? That you would want to volunteer. Okay? To, 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 to really support a candidate. And with that tenacity, have you ever asked yourself, that I'm really willing, ready, and able to support this, this candidate. But after what has been said, and after May 9, do you have the same eagerness? Do you have the same perseverance? Do you have the same passion? That Lord, I will pray for this presidential. So whoever my candidate and whatever will happen in this country, whoever becomes the president of this country is my president. Because we will pray for that person. That's my prayer for all of us. Because I'm telling you right now, more than just being a pastor, there's a possibility for me to react to situations. If this person wins, come on now. I'll move to Canada. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> but I'm asking the Lord. That reaction, again, I'm not against you moving to another country. That reaction is what a reaction that I don't really understand the sovereignty of God. Is this clear? That when things are not doing well, and you're about to throw in the towel, you're about to quit, and you're saying, Lord, I'm turning my back into my running relationship with God, or I'm turning my back into my relationship with God, and, and I'm, 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 I'm done here. It goes to say that I don't really understand what God is up to, that God is omnipresent, that God is all-knowing, that He's everywhere, that He's omnipotent. I don't understand the sovereignty of God, but when you understand, and you have a... Clear understanding that God is sovereign. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what will happen with your life and with this country, you know that your faith is not with our politicians, but in Christ alone.
This is why the question we need to ask ourselves, what happened to Saul? We don't understand. Just like what John Maxwell has said long ago, that everything rises and falls in leadership. Leadership is a privilege, a responsibility. And I'm delighted that God will use all of us to lead the people in our companies, our family, if your father, your husband, to lead your wife. It's an honor to be a leader. But it comes with a lot of responsibilities and you can fulfill that responsibility if your relationship with God stinks. Your relationship with God has to be thriving, growing. How many of you here, you're enjoying your walk with God? Just raise your hand. Just, just fake it. Um, and there are times that you, 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 you don't have pretty what it takes to enjoy. You just want to drag yourself to church, drag yourself to small groups, drag yourself uh, uh, into a lot of these endeavors that will grow your faith. But I'm telling you right now, it is my prayer that all of us here, more than just fighting for, for uh, a candidate, is that your priority is your walk with God. And this is what happened to what? To Saul. That the demands externally has created so much pressure because he doesn't have anything internally. This is what happened to Saul. Because if you have a running, thriving relationship with God, and you have something deep within your soul that you're saying right now, I have a relationship with God, and I'm telling you right now, guaranteed book, ladies and gentlemen, there will be pressures coming externally. But if your relationship with God internally is growing, thriving, and exciting, no matter what comes before you, yes, I know, challenges will come, it will not be easy. But you will remain steadfast, steady and fastened. This is my prayer for each and every one of you. This is why as we close, okay, with this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 15, 14 to 20. Verse 14, what then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? Saul brought all the animals, the animals that, that are perfect from what the Lord has instructed them to do, to do away with all of this, because these are owned by the Amalekites. The instruction of God, do away, kill everything. But Saul was tempted. And this is where it all began. In verse 15, Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, from the people, spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have devoted to destruction. The rest! But God is simply saying, everything. Everything means, in Greek, everything. <laughs> is this clear? God is simply saying, do away all of this. And if you take a closer look, what happened to what? To Saul has been happening from the day that he was anointed as a king. So I'm telling you right now, there are certain ways that we have that will have to end eventually. But I want to journey with you as we read this passage. Saul said they have brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have devoted to destruction. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop! <laughs> what the Lord said to me this night, and he said to him, Speak. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go devout to destruction. The sinners, the Amalekites, destroy them and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? 
Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what is evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. Can we just take this time right now to pray? And dedicate this moment to God. Heavenly Father, thank you for your message. That as you give us, Lord God, a perspective of what you did in the life of Saul. I pray that each and every person can glean and learn from his account. Thank you. That more than just the kind of leader that we want for ourselves, we want to be that leader that you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And you see right here, the instruction of God was to do away everything. And again, King Saul disobeyed God. Disobedience is a product of what? Pride. This is what happened to the angel of light. Okay? That from being the angel of light, he became the prince of darkness because he wants to be above God. Remember the story of uh, Adam and Eve? That they were in the garden after they ate the fruit and the, uh, uh, God was walking in the cool of the day. Where are you? He was searching for them. And they said, okay, what did they say? Lord, okay, are you reading your Bible? <laughs> and God was simply asking, where are you? Not because God was looking for them. God was not just looking for a, a location. But, but God is simply saying, where are you presently in my relationship and your relationship with me? Because God knows that they have sinned against God. And it is something that we have to always be uh, uh, conscious of. That when we see a sin against God, we want, we're moving three, four, five steps away from God. But I'm telling you right now, knowing that they have sinned against God, if they could have repented, things can change and could have changed. And this is why it is important that, that when, when you sin against God, there's a tendency for you to run away. And you know what happened? The man blamed the woman. I mean, he could have apologized and, and asked the Lord for forgiveness because he was still in the garden. Do you understand this? And you know what the uh, woman said? It was the serpent. You know what the serpent said? It was the apple. No, 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 it's not in the Bible. <laughs> but, but the goal is not to blame. And, and, and if you're uh, uh, walking in front and you're, you're, you're uh, at times, okay, uh, uh, are, are living a life of, of sin or probably you did something wrong and somebody caught you, the best way to go about it is to say sorry. And uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, I, I love to drive uh, uh, in Metro Manila and most of the time, okay, one out of three, okay, may, may para po sa akin. And, and they love me, I don't know for what reason. And um, uh, I'm not perfect at times, I swerve. I don't know, there's just this demonic force that would cause me to <laughs> swerve. Talagang, Blame it on the devil. <laughs> and of course, uh, uh, the, 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 the law enforcer or, or would approach me and, and, and the traffic enforcer and ask for my license. Alam mo, bago pa lang magsalita siya, I would lower down the window and I would say, Sir, kasalanan ko talaga. Patawarin niyo ako. Makasalanan talaga ako. I'm serious, of course, okay? I would apologize and say sorry. And I'm telling you right now, it can change the atmosphere of our conversation. And that's, that's the way to go. And I'm telling you right now, my son would look at me, Dad, again, it works. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was sincere. I'm sorry. And of course, I'm ready to hand my license. But I'm telling you right now, there are a lot of things that you will experience in life if you choose to walk in humility. This is our topic today. The reason why you're in trouble because this word pride. 
And just like what Pastor Sonny has really expressed in our message preparation, pride is like a bad breath. Everybody else knows it except you. <laughs> and if you know it, you're in trouble. Do you understand? This is why, okay, the moment you realize that you have a mistake, there's no other way but to humble. Pride grows when life is about me, myself, and I. And there are a lot of manifestations. If you look at right now, the life of Saul, he can't even listen to Samuel. And you will see that in the story. But if you're so full of yourself, and you're saying, Kaya ko to. And I don't know if you have listened to an advice before. Just believe in yourself. For the past 38 years, okay, I've seen people, okay, fail from what they want to pursue because of that moniker or that one line or the tagline, just believe in yourself. If you listen to yourself, Above all else, guard your heart because it is deceitful. Do you understand this? Don't trust yourself. And I have made a decision to trust my wife more than myself. Yeah, because I'm stupid. I'm not afraid of her. Yes. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I love my wife. But I've done a lot of stupid things. And I'm telling you, if you're single... Surround yourself with what? With your victory group, with, with men and women that are godly. Listen to them. Because if you listen to yourself, you'll be biased. And I'm telling you right now, even if you don't have a master's degree or a PhD degree, you're good in justification. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Lord, hindi naman to Christian, mabait naman eh. Magiging Christian din to. Guapo ba? Mabait. And, and we're good with, with, with trying to justify things. And, and, and that's who we are. We, we have this, this nature that no matter how thwarted it is, we have a way to make it look good. Don't you ever trust yourself? And this is where it all began. In Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. When you say haughty, somebody who thinks he's the only one who has the answer. So I hope that you will continue to really search your heart this morning because the true test of a leader is what? It's not possession. But when he is given the power that he has what it takes to walk in humility. And some of us here, we think that we're humble. And our goal is to what? To be humble. And the moment you realize you're humble, you're prideful. This is, this is pretty elusive that the more that you fight for humility, the more that you will walk in pride. This is why the goal is not, Lord, every single day I want to be humble. I want to look humble. Have you seen people that look humble? <laughs> now when you commend them and you give them a pat on the back, see Lord Yun. Have you seen people like that? I have nothing against it. You're giving God the glory, but the motivations of your heart are important. See Lord Yun, but deep in your heart, <laughs> There are times I would play basketball and, and, and people would give me, Pastor, ang galing mo. Hindi naman talaga ako kagaling, you know what I mean? And because I'm a pastor, they would want to flatter me, okay? <laughs> Deep in my heart, praise God, but in my heart, I'm telling you. I mean, and and, and yeah, it, it's elusive. Do you think you're, you're trying your best to be humble in order to win the attention of people from the posture of pride? Is this, is this confusing? You want to be humble to what? Win the attention of people because it's coming from the posture of pride. So this is, this is a bit challenging. This is why there's no other way but to do it with God. That Lord, I pray that you will give me a what? An understanding of how you what? 
You went down, stooped down to make us great. And because of what you did, I can reflect on that and I can replicate your humility as well. That is my prayer for all of us because left to your own devices, you're not humble. The person beside you is not humble. Look at the person on your right. Most of the time, people on the right are not humble. <laughs> and people on the left are very, very prideful. <laughs> this is why. Absolute power corrupts, ab uh, 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 corrupts absolutely. And people that has what? The upper hand, that they're the leader and no one can speak into their lives, has the tendency to be corrupted by the power that they have. We have about 14 pastors here in Victory, Alabama. You know what I appreciate about our senior pastor? Pastor Ariel, is that he would gather us and ask us questions. How are we going to attack this? How are we going to work on this? He doesn't have the answer. And if you're uh, uh, here right now and you appreciate what we're doing here, because we have 14 pastors every Tuesday that would, would speak our own uh, 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 take on the matter. And at times some are harsh. Only Pastor Chico and I are not. Because they're not here. All of us, one way or the other, are tempted to say our peace and be personal. Not because we, we want to win the fight, because we want what's best for this church. So I'm thankful that we have a senior pastor who would ask us questions. How are we going to work on this? Because we have a man who's humble that he knows that he doesn't have the answer and he would solicit answers from us. This is why if people are asking you, okay, why are, 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 are we successful and we're not yet there, we have a lot of things that we need to improve here in church. But if people are asking us, I would always tell them, it's never run by one person. It's a team of pastors in Alabang, Montelupa, and Akasha, and in the whole Metro Manila, the whole Philippines were one. And I want you to understand this, if this is how we run our country, that we honor one another. That we, that we applaud one another. It is just a matter of time that we will have a great Philippines. This is why it is important that we walk in humility as a church. That we do right even though nobody's watching. Remember what Amalek did to you. This was the warning. On your way out to Egypt. How he attacked you on the way when you were faint and weary and cut off your tail. God was just reminding them. You know what the Amalekites did to you? Those who were lagging behind you and he did not fear God. Therefore when the Lord your God has given you rest from all your enemies around you. In the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance to possess. You shall blot out the memory of Amalek or the Amalekites from, the un from under heaven. You shall not forget. God was simply saying if there is an opportunity do away of these people. If you check history, the descendants of Amalekites, okay, are still alive. Check your history, okay? I don't want to consume so much of your time. Because there was a man who did not obey God. So if you choose not to obey, you think this is just what? Something that you can probably set aside. One disobedience will destroy the entire country. By the grace of God, I hope that more than just looking for the right leader of this country, that all of us will come into our sense and say, God, I want to obey you. What do you want me to do as a citizen to build this country? This is what happened here. The instruction of God is to erase all the Amalekites from God to Moses, from Moses to Joshua, until the descendants of Agag, that King Saul did not do away and blot them out, but he spared some of them. 
And this is where he got into trouble. Saul was commanded to annihilate the Amalekites. And the instruction is so simple. Do away. Kill all of them. Kill them. But Saul, if you take a closer look, he is full of pride. Thus, it was expressed in self-reliance. Saul disobeyed God. Sacri- uh, 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 obeyed the Lord half-heartedly. And my prayer for all of us here, when you obey God, obey God or, or not at all. It's an all or nothing proposal. If you're serving God, if you want to come to church and follow God, it is a, it's an all or nothing pro- proposal. There is no such thing as somebody who's, who's, who's a Christian on, on Sundays, but from Monday to Saturday, you're not. And that's, that's something that we have to always remind ourselves. That if you base, okay, your ability... And base your dreams on your ability and what you, you, you're, you're capable of doing. You will falter. You will fail. And this is what happened to what? To Saul. If you look at his life, he would just do things without the instruction of God. Because he feels like this is one thing that I need to do. I don't know where the pressure is coming from. But nowadays, the reason why you're reliant because you feel like God doesn't have what it takes to intervene and pluck me out of my situation. Lord, I know my situation is impossible, but Lord, I want to grow my walk with you so that I can trust you. The reason why you cut corners, the reason why you sin against God, not because you're a sinner. Yes, that's part of the scheme. The reason why you sin against God, because you trust yourself more than God. This is why our prayer is that you grow your walk with God. You grow your relationship with the Lord. That you understand that He loves you so much so you can love Him in return. If your relationship with God is not growing, all of your decisions will falter. Because most of your decisions are always based on what you think is right. I'm telling you right now, if the basis is what is right based on your own perspective, all of this will fail. We look at things not from your own perspective, but from the perspective of God. That's how you make the decision. This is why it is important that if you take a closer look, and you took Agag the king of the Amalekites alive and devoted to the destruction, all the people with the edge of the sword... But Saul and the people spared Agag. Okay? I hope you can read that one. And the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fattened calves and lambs and all that was good. I would not utterly destroy them because it's good, of course. All that was despised and worthless, they devoted to destruction. Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. Okay? For the people spared the best of the sheep. He said, the people, remember, who's the leader, the people or King Saul? That is what happens to us. When you're in trouble, you, you point fingers. And if you're that person, you love to point fingers because of my mom, because of my dad. That's, that's from the posture of pride. Yes, I know that you're a victim of what people did to you on day one. But on day two, you're, not, no, you're no longer a what? A victim. On day two, you are a volunteer. You choose to continue with that life. You have a decision. Not to volunteer. I'm turning my back. I'm starting all over again. I will never allow the people that has offended me, yung mga tao nakasakit sa akin, to control my life. This is important. And this is why Saul, okay, was blaming the people. Best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God and the rest we have devoted to destruction. The reason why, the reason why I brought these things so I can sacrifice to God. 
Isn't this something that you're familiar of? Okay? I mean, is there something wrong with going to the casino? And, and exercising your biceps? Because if in any case I will win, I will tithe, praise the Lord. You're trying, you're, you're trying to, to put an overlay that what you're doing is right. You know deep in your heart it's wrong. But here we are at times. We know it's wrong. The only thing that God is asking from us is that, Lord, forgive me, I'm sorry. And I'm telling you right now, for the past 11 years, my wife would approach me, sorry. There are times I would approach my wife, sorry. Because saying sorry doesn't make the other person right. Because this is not a question of who is right. This is a question of what is right. This is not about blaming the other party. This is not a question of who is right. A question of what is right and what pleases God. So if you're here right now, we will pray for that. That you're struggling saying sorry. I don't have to ask you to raise your hand. You know that in your heart. That every time you say sorry, <laughs> you, you can't even say it. You're, you're manifesting. A simple sorry, you, 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 you tend to struggle. And most of us, just like King Saul, mahilig po tayo magpalusot. We're good when it comes to making alibis and we're good in alibi and justify. Magpapakasal naman kami in 10 years eh. Ngayon lang. I'm telling you right now, that's from pride. And we have all the capacity to do what is not pleasing to God. This is why it is important that more than just relying on our own strength, that we rely on what God can do. And Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. It was told to Samuel, Saul came to Carmel. And behold, after being corrected of his sin, and he did not say sorry to God and repent of it, he set up a monument for himself. Monuments are erected and created for God, for the glory of God. Or to honor someone, nobody in his right mind would go and say, Ladies and gentlemen, I am humble. Nobody would do that. <laughs> nobody would, 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 would erect himself a, 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 a statue for his glory. Because in Proverbs 27 verse 2, it says right here, Let another praise you. Let another person praise you. And not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. In fact, this is one of the things I've learned as a, as a follower of Christ. That I don't need people's approval if in the presence of God I am approved. I have used this illustration. Pag busog ka na, mahirap ka nang busogin. Nasubukan niyo bang bundat na kayo? Yung gusto mo nang mamatay, kunin mo na ako, Lord. I've done that. And my wife would kid me around and would feed me and put food in my mouth. Walang ganyanan. I can't take it anymore because I'm filled. Same thing with approval of God. If you're approved by God, there's no point asking from uh, people the approval that you think you deserve. I've been approved by God. This is our problem. The reason why we're walking in pride and we're performing that I need to look good. I, I need to have the image so that people will be what? Will approve of me? And the more that you cry for approval, the more that you hunger for approval. Right? Because there's only one person who can affirm and approve of you. And that is your father in heaven. This is why Saul overlooked 
that he thought by creating a monument will pacify the longing and the desire for approval. And if he could have repented, but he went down the drain as fast because of pride, more than just relying on his own strength, he exalted himself. There was a moment of self-exaltation. And this is why a great leader is someone who deflects praise to his people and takes the blame for their blunder. This is the kind of leader, but it's the other way around. He erected what? A monument for himself and blamed the people around him. So if you have right now pride in your heart, you know that. That most of the time, your hobby is to always blame people. Blame your wife. Blame your husband. Blame your great, 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 great grandmother. You know what? 177 years ago, there was a woman. Please, I'm asking you, live your life and live it with God. And thus, everything that we do, that we are not satisfied of, blame it on ourselves. Because there's no one to blame it for. And when you realize that you're weak, and you realize that it's your fault, and you realize that you're limited, your default reaction is to turn to God. When you're down and out, the beauty of it is there's no one to turn to than God Himself. That is my prayer for all of us. This is why when it comes to walking in humility, I see to it, though I don't feel like honoring people, I would coerce myself to honor people, not for their benefit, but to arrest the pride in my heart. How many of you here, there are people that deserves our honor, but we choose to overlook? Kasi pag magaling siya, paano naman ako? Do you understand this one? If this person, I would emphasize how good he is, ang kalalabasan ko masama. Wala akong ginagawa. But I'm telling you right now, that is still from the posture of pride. We need to honor other people to arrest the pride in our hearts. And that has been my habit. So if you're around, and you're by my side, and if I'm honoring you, I am simply saying that at, the, at that very moment, I am full of pride. This is why it is important that we need to be reminded what Pastor Steve has expressed with our pastor. That praise is like a perfume. Smell it, but don't swallow it. And the voice of Samuel was simply to ask Saul, Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why do you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of God? That was the question. And God was simply waiting for King Saul to say sorry and repent. And you know what Saul said to Samuel? I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Did you really obey the voice of God? I have gone on to the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Haggai the king of the Amalek and I have devoted Amalekites to destruction. Did he really destroy them? He did not. And some of us here, Ginawa ko naman ni. Pumili naman ako ng suka eh. Bumalik ka after three months. That's still disobedience. Any obedience that has a delay is still disobedience. Complete obedience is quick, fast, and on the dot. And some of you here, you know the Lord is prompting you. Obey me. Come to me. Have a relationship with me. Serve your wife. Bless somebody. But here you are. You, you're, you're trying to rebuke the voice in, in, in Jesus' name. 
devil come out. Meron din pala, okay? But, but, but we're trying to, we're trying to, no, that's, that's not, you know it's from God because it will not coerce you. And he said, but the people took off the spoiled sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice it to the Lord your God in Gilgal. If you take a closer look, the goal is obedience but not sacrifice. But he was trying to harp on, nag-sacrifice naman ako eh. Nag-church naman ako, nagbibigay pa nga ako eh. I'm generous, Lord. God is simply, that's not the topic! Have you talked to people that are trying to justify something and, and they're trying to harp on a topic? That's not a topic. That's not a discussion. God is simply saying, that's not the topic today. We'll talk about sacrifice next week, but today, let's talk about obedience. That's what God is telling us this morning, church. Saul said to Samuel, I've sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. This is where the problem is. Pride tells you to please other men. You know why? Because your relationship with God stinks. When your relationship with God is alive and kicking, everything that you do goes with an inquiry. Will God be pleased with this? But most of the time, because your relationship with God is in this array, most of the time the question is that, how can I please other men? Ladies and gentlemen, there is no one to please and no one to impress. Only God and God alone. My prayer for us is that we will come to a place where we live each and every single day for an audience of one. All of us, we only have one audience, and that is the God of the universe. Amen. The catch right here, because he knows that he doesn't have any alternative, and he, 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 can't, he can't evade the questions of Samuel, and he knows he is into a lot of trouble. Then he said, I have sinned, Umamindin. I have sinned, yet, yet, honor me. Isn't that ridiculous? Some of us, I have sinned, but why can't you just say, it's my fault, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. It's amazing. How many of you here, you've, you've done this before? You're late? Kasi traffic eh. Saan ka na? On my way? Come on. You need to master this. When you're late, I'm not talking to people in this room. People from another church. When we're late, just come into this room. My fault. I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's it. Can we practice that this morning? My fault. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Hashtag <laughs> forever, okay? Forever ka nang late eh. This is why when you're reliant to yourself and, and you're so consumed with, with, with what's in it for you, you'll go down the drain and you'll go down that alley. Where in your, your, your simple saying, I, I, it's my sin, it's my fault, but can you please honor me? Some of us are like that. Mabait ko naman, hindi mo kasi nakita yung kabaitan ko eh. Lahat na lang kasamaan eh. Masama ka nga eh. Yun ang ayusin natin. 
Palagi ka, magaling ka sa trabaho, pag-usapan natin next week, yun yung late muna. Is this clear? We're so religious. God, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to church, but I'm helping the poor. That's not the topic. This is why Saul was simply deceived. And this is something that we need to be cautious of. Saul was overwhelmingly basking in his own victory that he became self-deceived, refused to acknowledge his fault. And thus, this morning we need to be reminded that pride leads to disgrace, but in humility comes honor and grace. We can learn a lot from the life of King Saul. Then in the middle of the crisis, and whatever Samuel was trying to correct in his life, church, this message is so simple. You just have to say, sorry, it's my fault. This is where you will gain the favor of God. Because the Bible is clear that God is against the arrogant, the prideful. But He extends grace to the humble. I hope that we can start taking a closer look of our hearts. That in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 8, I think, that Christ stooped down to make us great. King Saul was so small, he wants to be big. Christ was big. He became small so that you can be somebody. That can be promoted, elevated, and honored. He went down, stuck his neck out, and be one of us. That's a picture of humility. And I hope because of what Jesus Christ did, and he humbled himself, that we will understand that if Christ has done it before, I pray right now that I will have the same posture of humility. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes, Lord, we repent. From the spirit of pride, and I pray, God, that you favor me with your grace. That you grant me, Lord God, the unmerited favor as I walk in humility. If you're here right now, you're asking God, I think all of us, we want God's favor. Can we raise our hands right now? Lord, we want your favor. Lord, because we want your favor. There's no other way but to walk in humility. Lord, I pray right now that each and every person, because of what you did in the cross, that you humble yourself, taking the nature of a servant, that we can walk in humility as well. That our relationship with you will give us, Lord God, a head start to live each and every single day, Lord God, with a posture of humility. That if there's a tendency for us, Lord God, to get into passionate discussions and to wrestle our way into all the topics, Lord God, that we need to win in every discussion. Lord, I pray right now that you grant us, Lord God, a tongue 
that we withhold words, Lord God, that are demeaning. Because we want to take the push of humility. Let the Lord favor you this morning. Lord, we repent, all of us in this room. Because God opposes the proud. But He extends grace to the humble. You can put down your hands. At this very moment, if you're here right now, you're saying, I want, I want to follow God. And there's no other way for you to follow God but to walk in humility. I want to invite you into a prayer. Simple prayer. Just repeat this after me with the help of the leader. Say this after me. Jesus, I repent from my sins and I humble myself so I can start all over again. Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I want to have a relationship with you and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. As we pray that prayer, if you pray that prayer and you want to start all over again, I want you to raise your hand. Nobody look around. Nobody looking around. Just raise your hand as high as you can. Come on. If you're saying, God, I want to repent. I want to start all over again. I want to walk, walk in humility. If you're raising your hand, can I invite you to stand on your feet right now? I'm not here to embarrass you. Come on now. Can you please, ma'am, sir? Stand on your feet right now. Good. 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 Can our leaders approach them right now? I don't have to ask them to come here in front. Just approach them. Can we approach them right now, our leaders? And our ushers? Come on. Can we approach them? Can we just stay beside them? If you're standing on your feet right now, can we give them a hand? Praise God. Welcome to the family. And as we end, don't leave without, okay, meeting with one of our leaders to remain standing. I hope that you're motivated to start your week right, ladies and gentlemen, because we have God's favor. Amen. How many of you here, okay, are expectant for God's favor? Amen. Can we stand here right now? Lord, thank you for your favor, Lord God, that we are growing and maturing in humility. The Lord, there is a tendency for us, Lord God, to walk in pride. But Lord, remind us, Father, that you're for us. And that's, Lord God, as we walk in humility, we will see your favor upon our lives. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord grant you favor and peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.